this where we have to be really quiet? Why? I don't know. I always feel like at the beginning of something we do, we're always quiet in this studio. Yeah. And then we look at each other like, why are we being so quiet? Is this thing on? Oh no, he went there. <laughs> he did. But now we're so high tech, we have to be like, which thing? There's so many things in here. I know. It feels like a real studio. I know. I'm not going to want to clean this shit up when we're done. We'll just leave it in the studio. Yeah, <laughs> leave it in the studio. yeah we don't pack the studio yeah. up just to go like around the corner. Yeah, and then the chupacabra, the studio chupacabra is going to come in here and chew it all up. <gasps> that would be hey, you disastrous. Know, did you see the news headlines today? No. Oh, it's on Google or somewhere, so it's got to be true. Um, they, they connected the uh, Jack the Ripper. What? With new DNA. No. Yep. It was the 23-year-old barber. And there's they have eyewitnesses, and they have the book to back up the claim, and it all matches out. It's a really cool article. The barber from Fleet Street? The demon barber from Fleet Street? Sweeney Todd? No. I was like, wait a minute. I know there's a joke in here somewhere. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was a, a, a 23-year-old um, that was going around, but there was a witness to it. I still think it was H.H. H. Holmes. I uh, Well... This this looks pretty good from what uh what they're saying and this this whole new revelation started back in 2015 and they started putting all these pieces together and um, they believe they have the authentic book that uh, journal that he kept when after he murdered everybody and there was a nurse and someone else who witnessed not witnessed but saw his face oh yeah is Aaron Kozmowski yep and they they thought he was it. He was one of the suspects. Yep, and now they've linked it together. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, when are they going to catch Springheel Jack? Well. You know what I think is funny? It's like you know you're from Buffalo when you go to type in Jack the Ripper, and the first thing that comes up is Jack Eichel. It's like, <laughs> that would only happen Jack here. Jack Eichel. Nowhere else in the country. No, no. Would you go to type Jack the Ripper, and Jack Eichel comes up? Uh, for those who are listening in, say, Australia, Jack Eichel is our... Superstar on our Buffalo Sabres hockey team. Yeah. Hockey, A. Eh? Hockey, A. Eh? That's what we hey. do up in western New York. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that where the Parabevel studio is? It's We're, we're, we're up in New York State, yeah. western New York area. We move around, though. We're portable. Yeah, well, that is. We are portable now. Yeah. We're high-tech and portable. But we're all being tracked and traced. Yeah, our next episode might be portable. We'll see. So, Maybe. you know, you kind of brought Portals? up a good person for us to talk about when we're Ooh. talking about our... Our subject. Legends. Yeah. Folklore. Yeah. So I have questions about this. Jack the Ripper's been solved, so check that one off the list. <laughs> He's done. <laughs> Thanks. Now, as Rob said, we just need to find out who spring Jack really was mm-hmm. and um, who the Mothman is. What and the Mothman is. Oh, sorry. I don't think you ever want that solved, do you, sorry. Rob? No. Just one of those things. Once oh, you die, man. once you die, you'd be like, yeah, they can solve it. Yeah. Because you'll know the mm-hmm. truth. Mm-hmm. It ain't no Sandhill Crane. No. That's what I know. No. Is he a legend? He is. Yeah. He what is makes, a legend. What makes a legend? Um, like, I don't know. Time, Being place, setting. Those are the three. Notoriety and Oh, we awesomeness. got different answers. Because when people, when people say, like, oh, that guy's a legend, you know, right. they talk about, mm-hmm. like, sports... You, yeah. Sports players, a yeah. lot like that. Like Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Yeah, he's a living legend. Yeah. He's a living legend. See, and when I think about legends, I think about things like Jack the Ripper and. <laughs> well, yeah. things so, are a little more. So, talking about this legends, that's going to pretty much be our show today. Mm-hmm. Um, this evening. It was folklore as well. Um, folklore. That, I mean, that that happened. That we tried to do that before, but we'll just launch it on. We will paradabble into yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. Oh goodness. Yeah, but the, the whole thing with legends, it, you know, like you said, right, you know, where to come from and stuff like it's, it has to do with your time, the place, and the setting, the era, and how um, those are the characteristics of, quote unquote, a legend. And like you said, when you look it up, a lot of times you get legends in sporting events because they do something beyond what they're capable of. And the people who are there to witness it, hear it, see it, however, however, whatever media gets it, that creates the mystique of a legend. Now, my, like you said, I'm more like 
ooh, what's a legend? You know, I'm thinking, uh, I really don't care about, like, OJ or Pele, the soccer player, his own marketing scheme and stuff like that. I care about, like, Jack the Ripper. You know, these people like that were, like, in a dark legend. You know, and that might even be more of a story-type setting. Well, even St. Patrick, right? That's a legend. I mean, we just had St. Patty's Day mm-hmm. not too long ago mm-hmm. here in the Parababble studio. And if, if, yeah, I was just going to say, if you want to, if you want to have a good time on St. Patty's Day, you should do a little research and look up our past Parababble episode that we did for St. Patty's Day, because that was a lot of fun. And we did like to talk about leprechauns versus leprechauns. Cons. But, you know, I mean, legends come in all shape and sizes, mm-hmm. right? Living legends, legends of the past, legends of the falls. Sure. Sorry. It was a good movie. Do you think, and I know this has probably been out there already. Hmm? What? 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 I didn't hear you. Mm. Legend of the Fall. Brad Pitt was in it. It was a good movie. Was he? Oh, yeah. The movie or Brad Pitt? Well, both, but. (laughs) We're not splitting that one down the middle. It got weird. Right. You know. So, I know I mentioned the Bible and Adolf Hitler in another episode. <laughs> you mean the one in about every Japanese every... <laughs> I feel like you get you don't get away to crack those things in almost every episode. Well, yeah, because Rob gets his Mothman spotlight, so I'm going with Hitler and, uh, you know. The Bible. But anyway, so if you're a legend, do you necessarily have to be a great thing? Mm-hmm. Can you be a bad thing? No, it's just notoriety. Yeah. Yep. Notoriety. So would Adolf Hitler be a legend or a historical figure? Yeah, I wouldn't call him a legend. You don't think his followers thought he was amazing? Um, no. I think they were just some... scared to not think he was amazing. <laughs> you know, there's some truth to, uh, you know, every legend, right? I every, mean, every... I guess so. But I don't know. I think that's like a whole other side of things. Okay. Yeah. Jack the Ripper's a legend, right? Yeah. But why? He well, killed he's people. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. Oh, so if you don't have an end, end game... Yeah, like I think that's part of the allure is that there's mystery behind those things, so people don't really know what the real story is. So it keeps the legend alive, keeps like you know people guessing, people talk about it. I mean, we just talked about at the beginning of the show. How many years ago did those murders occur? Over two hundred years ago mm-hmm. now, right? Mm-hmm. And people are still trying to figure out who did it. That's what makes it a legend. Not because of the actual murders that he committed, but just the fact that it has a life of its own and people are still so invested in trying to figure it out. And in the word, in the definition of legend, you will see the word mystery or mysterious. Yeah, like Lizzie Borden. Yep. I mean, that's a legend, right? It absolutely is. And you you can't put the exclamation point on it to say, we got it. Yeah. I think if it's just fact and that's what it is, then that's a different circumstance. Okay. So I mean, Adolf's off the list. Would you agree with that? I would definitely agree with that. I just wanted to see what, w- where you could go with legend and how far. It doesn't necessarily have to be a positive, great thing. Mm-mm. But people who were actually living with an exclamation point at the end of all this, can they be considered still a legend in a bad way? I mean, you I know? think it's possible. It just depends on what the circumstances of, you know, this is their true. notoriety are. Mm-hmm. So where are we actually heading? What do we got? Would we have stories about legends, or are we just gonna? King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. Huh. Here, here, dilly, dilly. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody had to get it in there. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think when we initially looked at this, we were kind of coming at it from like lesser known things, you know, lesser known legends and folklore, mm-hmm. because everybody knows the the basic ones that you know get talked about all the time. Um, yeah, Loch Ness. Yep, Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Buckwudgies. Champ. Isn't that the Lake Champlain version of Nessie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys, like, your your enthusiasm for Champ was overwhelming. <laughs> we were thinking. We were going through our tapes in our head. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, it's Loch Ness, Nessie. Yes, that's where's awesome. That digital, Champ. Where's that digital nah. information? Nobody cares about Champ. Champ. That's oh. how Champ feels, too. He's like the second-rate Loch Ness. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> Oh, what is it? Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Yeah, just like a skunk ape. <laughs> yeah, he's a knockoff yeah. version. He never gets credit. Champ is too lock uh, to Nessie is uh, skunk ape is too. It's a bunch Bigfoot. of crap. But like, it's a good point because is Bigfoot really a legend? Well, yeah, right. Because no one's yeah. actually seen it. No, no one's, one's actually... rolled his bones in. Right, and until that happens, and we find out it's like some missing link ape, then people mm-hmm. won't care anymore, and it won't it won't be a big deal. 
I am missing somebody on my side of the family. I mean, we haven't really located. <laughs> there's a little jump in the the time frame, but you know. So legends. I uh, I don't know. I, I it, it it's prefabbed. A good word to use. Well, the story's got to start somewhere, right? Right. So you do something cool that somebody else doesn't yeah. do or can't do. There's got to be a formula to it. If you can replicate it, are you a legend also? Oh, my God. I think we could write a legend with no problem and put it out there. Coco? People would start Coco. believing it. Coco's going to be a legend. I think we should call him Jojo, actually. Jojo? Yeah. Nah, it reminds me of that Beatles song. No. Jojo was a man. Uh, Coco. Coco Good sounds gets you know what Coco sounds really nice because it sounds like it would appeal I, to kids. I almost think you should call him Popo. Popo. Popo? Yeah. Well, that's funny you say Popo because one of the uh, things I researched has Popo. Really? Calls Popo Popo Popo. Well, Popo. what's what's yeah. going on with Popo? Well, Popo. is he Po? Like the Popo now? Now that's is see. he the Pope? It's like the police are coming for you. We should put a vote out there to see like what we should name. Oh my god, our yes. Guy. Can you do that, please? Absolutely. So we got Coco, Jojo, Popo. And then I think we should just have a normal name like Brad. Brad. <laughs> Brad, huh? That's we normal. A, we need a hipster name. Hipster. Oh. Cuz he's got the man bun going on, you know. Oh, yeah, that's he's true. a little bit of everything. And the V-neck. Yeah. What's a hipster name nowadays? Aiden. and Aiden's no longer listening to the show all three of them (laughs) sorry yeah we should definitely do that we'll take it so we can name it yeah we'll give them some names and see what's going on out there yeah or should we just give names already ahead of time that they can choose uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see how that works. Yes. Yeah, right? yeah, maybe leave I'm just saying, Coco reminds me of Coco Puffs, and Coco Puffs like is a cereal that kids would like. So, if yeah. you want him to reach out, you should draw a little box of Coco Puffs so we can get sued later for copyright infringement. It's true. And also, there was Coco the gorilla, the talking gorilla. Okay. We don't want to smear her name. She was a good gorilla. She talked. She knew sign language. Oh, was that the gorillas in the mist? Uh, uh, maybe. With um. Help me here. Oh, Jane Austen? No. No. You're close. No, that's Sigourney song. Weaver. No. Yeah, but it was Jane Jane Goodall. Goodall. Jane Goodall. We're thinking was of the original. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of Jane Austen. I'm like, thinking of the movie. You know, she wrote books like, well, you know, I don't know, 150 it, years before that, but yeah. So, The Legends of Tarzan, also. Mm-hmm. His stories are like, you know, they're pretty dope. Yeah. That's cool. Well, cool. and I think sometimes things get handed down so that we you know, can learn from them and so that things can get explained. Like, you know, folklore, the Tooth Fairy's folklore. You know, things like that that happen that people are just like, oh, yeah, you know, it's a good thing if your tooth falls out because most kids would probably be freaked out by the fact that their tooth yeah. fell out, but mm-hmm. somebody created this nice little fairy that comes and leaves you a present. So that's how, you know, I, I don't think it always has to be so... Jeff's like, no, I mean, it always has to be dark and creepy. Our resident Chupacabra... When he lost his teeth, the tooth fairy came for him. What did he so, get? A biscuit. With no teeth. Well, he, yeah. <laughs> he found a way. He found a way? He found a way. If you're hungry, you'll He's find a way. He's a chupacabra. Okay. You know, they know. All right. So sometimes these stories get created just so that there's a way to explain things, I think. Do you, you, know? do you have to get voted in to be a legend? Well, I think it's got to have some staying power. It's got to have enough you know, intrigue in it so that other people want to repeat it. So when I was looking at this stuff um, and I was looking up legends and folklore, like a lot of stuff kept coming back to like that creepy pasta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, and how many of those are completely made up and have absolutely no bearing whatsoever in reality. But they're becoming legends. They are becoming legends. And it's like this whole new phenomenon because typically, like we've been talking, like a legend would have to have some basis in reality, some story exactly. that... You know, happened one time, you know, King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table getting a sword from a lady in a lake. Like, come on, you know, there's there's been elaborations of the, that over the years, you know, sort of like the Bible. But anyway. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Slip that one in. So, you know, I think that initially is how things get started because we have an oral history you know, in this country. Like, that's how things got passed along. Everybody told stories. But now in this age of the Internet... Like this whole copy pasta, creepy pasta has really become what's happened, and that comes from copy and pasting. That's how mm-hmm. creepy pasta starts. So somebody writes something, and 
people will copy it and paste it and it gets crazy and goes viral and before you know it everyone thinks that it's true so do we have to separate real true legend <laughs> that has some factual basis at some point versus these completely made up 100% not real things well, it's almost like what's the difference in some cases well I think that's the point to be made like how many of us grew up with like the legend of Bloody Mary yeah yep. you know like and as kids why would we ever think it would be a good idea to stand in front of a mirror and say your name three times and hope she comes out and tries to you know gouge Where you, you? <laughs> Like, why yeah, would we that. do that? I was more like um, Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's along the same lines. It's just three times. You know, you're expecting something bad to happen. The Trinity, the threes. And then you almost, like, get disappointed when it <laughs> It's like it when you knock on the bathroom stall three times and mm-hmm. then uh, Hanako is there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bringing it back to the Japanese bathroom demons. Yep. Yeah. Rob's referencing. Yep. So you got to check out mm-hmm. our other show. Show uh, what is it? Seventy five, seventy six. Where are we at? Seventy three. Seventy. It would have been seventy three. Seventy three. Japanese bathroom demons. Mm-hmm. Classic. So, could Parababel actually be a legend? Um. Well, maybe not now, but maybe a hundred years from now. When they find the lost found, mm-hmm. like the the lost yeah. files, the lost files, yeah, and then we become a creepy pasta that has this weird audio clips mm-hmm. that no one can understand where they came from, right? And then like we bring the Mothman back with yeah. us, yeah, yeah. Oh. through the portal, mm-hmm. through the portal. Which portal? Um, well, Bigfoot probably because he's he's you know he's jumping through portals. Yes, he we is. are so off topic. Mm-hmm. It's great. That's what we do. Not really. Yeah, we're we're well, we're riding that bubble. <laughs> It's okay to cough, Rob. So yeah. I I took this whole angle of like the creepypasta stuff, and I learned more mm-hmm. about creepypasta than I think I ever wanted to know in my entire life. And all the characters that came with creepypasta and what they look like. and awesome. What yeah. do you mean the characters that came with? Well, because, you know, everyone knows Slender Man. Mm-hmm. But then there's all these other characters that have been created, um, you know, and have these like drawings and renderings of what they look like, like the rake. Have you ever heard of the rake? No. So the rake is super creepy looking. You've seen it probably. It's like down on all fours. It looks like this humanoid thing, and they catch it on one of those like trap cams. So oh, I think that's I the rake. That's the rake, which is a creepy pasta story, which is not real, which is totally oh. photoshopped oh. so that people believe that it's actually something. Took me a minute, but now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I've it's seen like that. it looks almost alien like. Yep. And it's oh. like skinny and on all and fours. It it's like creeping. Kind of yeah, it's like coming towards the camera, and yeah, like the the idea behind the story is that it you know like kills people and does all these things. There's like a whole. Uh, Rob's gonna pull up a picture for you. Yep, there's Da-da. the rake. Is it sad that I'm disappointed when I find out these things are made up? So, creepy pasta could you know screw up a lot of our our nightmares. Oh yeah. And yeah. be like, oh, it's real. It's not real. Yeah, because oh, most of them crazy. are not real at all. Um, Certainly. Yeah. So stuff like that. But, I mean, you got to give it to somebody. That's a pretty awesome Photoshopped image. And somebody spent the time to, Is this like a starving artist page? I mean, it might be. you really want to be creative, you go there and put your story. Or, hey, you know what my future goal is in life, says this 17-year-old? I want to be a writer or art designer for Creepypasta. I mean, it's possible. But I think the phenomenon and something for us to kind of talk a little bit more about is that these things are becoming legend. They're becoming folklore because more and more people are seeing them and they're not doing any research on it and they're just taking it for face value and oh, they think it's real. real. Yeah. And before you know it, you have all of these like, you know, terrifying things happening. So Slender Man was like the first one that really became known through creepy pasta. Right. But they have, you know, all these other things that are going on now. So and people are posting new stuff all the time. So there's probably a lot of things that don't ever catch any, you know, catch any air with people. Like, it, 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 you probably go through Right them. time, right place. You're like, that's not even scary. You know, who cares about that? Um, but there's also, like, these weird phenomenons that happen that kind of build legends in themselves. So there's another um, thing from Creepypasta called Candle Cove. Have you guys heard of this? Yeah. Isn't it? A- TV show? It's a show, Channel Zero. Except on, it never actually existed. And mm-hmm. on the sci-fi channel. I was, I've been meaning to watch that. Yeah, so It's pretty good. The it? real story behind Candle Cove is that someone found like this picture of like these creepy puppet 
guys mm-hmm. and basically posted this on a forum and said, you know, I remember watching this show when I was a kid. I can't remember what the name of it is, but it was really like disturbing. And these are the things I remember from the show. And before you know it, all these other people started posting things that they remembered from the show too. And it became, it took off and like there was all of these discussions going on about it, but then the show never actually existed. And so, if you watch the the episode of the, it's a series. Uh, it's called Channel Zero. It was on Sci-Fi. Yeah. They have Candle Cove, and it comes on, and all of a sudden the the um, the show starts running, and they locate it to the studio where it's coming from, even though that studio has been defunct for I don't know how long. But it's a really good story. I'm about halfway through on the episodes, and I was trying to think of that earlier. What you know talking about this episode and I couldn't think I could see it with the the little pirate and the little boat and different yeah. candle cove and it, it's really cool but it's affecting in the show we'll take it with the show but it's affecting people in the town and they all remember it but you know Bernstein Bernstein Bears Bernstein Bears mm-hmm. yeah with the whole phenomenon and how we all remember it to be spelt one way and it was never actually that way and Yep. Yeah, it's like the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's so, super freaky. Yeah, that's that's yeah. kind of cool. And that show actually, like each season, I think they adapt a different creepy pasta story. So really, yeah, that's what I've heard. I, I've been meaning to watch, it and I keep forgetting. now I'm gonna have to re start it again and rewatch this yeah. with a different angle. Well, I think those are the some of the things that are starting to kind of be. I'm I'm having a hard time with it because I feel like is anything that we really thought potentially really? could be real not real at all and just a really good story that yeah, went viral for people they haven't screwed over the ghosts yet no i mean they haven't done that you know because we, we've we never still, actually caught them we still have that <laughs> um but there's another one called the goat man i don't know if you guys have seen the picture on creepypasta of the goat man it almost <laughs> looks like um like a pan kind of character and there's a story about how um, there was a group of campers that were out in the woods and started hearing like all these strange noises and they came across this thing that basically told them to do certain things. And I mean, the story gets pretty crazy from there. You can imagine, but supposedly this is a picture of it, you know, and that might not be so believable, but you guys kind of thought maybe something was real with the rake <laughs> until just now. <laughs> So you can see how it could happen with people like, oh, my God, like that kind of does look real. Um, Some of the stuff that is out there is stupid. Like this Jeff the Mm -hmm. Killer. I don't know if you've heard about the creepypasta Jeff the Killer. No. No. So it's like this drawing of he almost looks like the Joker. And his whole thing is that he comes through your window at night and he tells you to go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. And then he kills you. Um, You know, like that is not really who cares. Right. The story's dumb. No one really pays attention. But I there would are, like to go to sleep, though. But there are fan sites <laughs> out there for Jeff the Killer. Oh, wait. There's people that have, like, created fan sites where they, like, post pictures that they draw and they write, like, poems about him and more stories. That's like all the Chuck Norris jokes. Yeah. It's, like, it's stupid. Um, the Smiley Dog is one that's really kind of dumb. How about... Um... I have one from Japan called... Hachi Shaku Sama. I think I read a little something about this one. Did you? Mm-hmm. The eight foot tall woman? Maybe that was another version. Yeah. Was she a, friends with Andre the Giant? Probably. They say she's like the female slender. Japanese slender man. Yeah. Well, hello. Yeah, she's eight feet tall. How do you think he got created? <laughs> she wears a straw hat and a white dress. Oh. Her appearance can sometimes change from young to old. And then this is where the po-po-po comes in because she makes a noise where they say it's like po, po, po. So Skinwalker. She sounds like Raiden from Mortal Kombat. Yeah. She wears a long white dress and a straw hat. <laughs> well then. 100% she, accurate. She's in. <laughs> she has nailed that. She kind of sounds like Raiden from Mortal Kombat. That's okay, that's great. Let's get Scorpion over here. <laughs> get over get here. Over here. <laughs> so uh, all these are yeah. basically new, these legends or ghost stories or however you want. It's ghost stories amped up, I think. 
it's it's new and improved stories because there's so much. But some of them sound so plausible. So so well, that's, you it, heard about the um, lavender town syndrome. That's yeah. from Japan too. So it's all the best stuff. This is like if you look this up, this is like you know there's real people out there that have said that they've gone through this and this has happened to them. But basically, a, a group of Japanese kids started playing Pokemon Green. And they claim that they found a secret level in the game that is a town that's all in lavender. But that when they would see it, they would start to have, like, suicidal thoughts. And they would want to, like, do crazy things as they played through the level. So the story is that there's all these, like, subliminal messages in it. And not everyone sees the board. You have to do certain things to get to it. But it's 100% bogus. It doesn't exist. No one's actually ever... Like, Got there's no there. proof. No, but it's like one person started this thing, and before you knew it, it was like everybody was like, oh, yeah, that's happened to me, too. Yep. It's like, I don't know. They get crazy. Yeah, but how do you... Here's the thing. All right, Rob, you know what? I just started this whole new town. Okay, great. And then how do you believe in it if it's not real? You know? I mean, you have to... Are people that gullible? Or do people just want to jump on a bandwagon and say, oh, yeah, I've seen it, too? Well, it happened to me. I started reading that Russian sleep experiment story. Like, when we first started doing research for this show, I was just looking up, like, folklore and legends. Yeah. And it happened to pop up this Russian sleep experiment. And you start reading about it, and it seems very plausible. It's, like, about this group of, you know, five people that were, you know, held captive during the World War II. It takes place in the 1940s. You know, it was this group of Russian scientists that were going to do this experiment on these people, try to keep them awake for 30 days. Right. As you read through the story, yeah, okay, some of it gets to the point where it's like, eh, is Questionable. that? Questionable. Right. But there's photos that go along with it that look like they would make sense. There's multiple sites across the internet that have the story posted. So at first I'm thinking like, oh my God, this is a really cool story. Like this is a really cool folklore legend type thing. I'm going to like do a whole bunch of research about this. I'm going to find out all this stuff about it. And then as I kept researching, I got to like a readout. Mm-hmm. And it was like, um, yeah, this is a creepypasta story that somebody posted and, you know, it's become really famous. And I was like, oh, man. So could don't. we could we write for creepypasta? Anybody could, I think. It's yeah, just, you just is post it. An open, it. Is this an open yeah. format? You yeah. Just a thread and you just put it up There's there? There's some really creative. Yeah, where are these geniuses. writers for horror movies? Just not They're too the smart. That's why. Well, Stephen King's on there trolling for some ideas for his next book right now. Oh, yeah. there it is. I mean, I don't know, because there are some really well-written stories. I mean, some of them are just, like, bogus, and you get, you know, three sentences, and you're like, I can't even read this dribble. Okay, so it's anyone, but, it's pretty much just anybody's show. You just contribute to this community. Mm-hmm. And creepy, okay, so there's really no... It's like a forum. It's like a forum. So yeah. there's no true, like, a, like a, 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 an office full of people just sitting around writing stories up. They just mm-hmm. run the site, and then you want to interject a story, bada-bing. I mean, they might have, like, some review process. I don't really know, but it they seems like it's it pretty informal. Bit. Yeah. You know? And there's probably, you know, certain boundaries. You probably can't write about certain things and post things that are too violent. Smoking dogs in trench coats? Well, they have know. a smiling dog. Oh. Supposedly, there's, like, this dog that looks like a husky that, when it grins, it has, like, pointed human teeth. Hmm. People say they've seen it. Oh, no. But, it doesn't you know, sound creepy, though. It sounds funny well people say they've seen the jersey devil people say they've seen you know all sorts of things everywhere yeah so i mean you know but you know what i think i think the whole the whole idea behind that if you wanted just what you just said there we can take from we can take from that and there's got to be maybe there's got to be some reality to it because look at the bigfoot thing you know, we don't have a Bigfoot, per se, sitting in a museum somewhere. We haven't caught one. But yet, people have seen it. People have, you know, testimonies, millions of them. So, our learned behavior can drive this, like, creepy pasta. Yeah. But also, if you really step back and look at it from a paranormal sense or a paranormal field or however you want to do this, there's so... We don't have all the answers. You know, yeah, a lot of that stuff is creative minds. And, you know, you look at a good example is that you look at the old black and white sci-fi movies. 
they were doing crazy things, making lasers and this stuff, this, this stuff. They took those little ideas from someone's head, they put it on film, and then, guess what? Flip ahead 35 years, wow, we have a ray gun. How did we get a ray gun? We looked at that back then and said, hmm, what a great idea. And then they made it a reality. Well, do you think part of it is that people want to believe? Like, do you remember a couple years ago when that mermaid caught on tape came out? Mm -hmm. Like, it was like that whole entire show. And it was like three hours of talking about the mermaids. Mm -hmm. And then for like a a clip at the end that seemed completely CGI. And But there was people that were posting all about it and about how it was real. And they'd seen the same things. And, you know, it's like if people want to buy into it and people want to believe that it's real, does that add more fuel to the fire you know are they more likely to pass the story on are they more likely to to talk about it do we make our own legends yeah in some cases i'm thinking so and i think it's really crazy that that happens Uh, i saw the devil he's in my room (laughs) had a couple beers there he was hey let's watch some porn (laughs) okay that was a really good impression (laughs) that was kind of yeah (laughs) There's 3,000 other people going, me too. Yeah. yeah. All right. So is alien abduction just a legend? No. Why? Because <laughs> it's happened. Well, let's apply your theory to this, though. It's happened. People say it's happened. Hey, right. you, what was the show? What was the uh, movie? Uh, the documentary, um, Patient 19? Oh, yeah, yeah. Got some good evidence there. I know, but I'm, but I'm you afraid can write I'm going to find it. it on Snopes now. Like, nope, didn't not really happen. Happened. Yeah, well, I'm not going because yeah. I don't want to believe. <laughs> I don't know. I think a lot of it, again, I think society needs a place to be. I think people are delusional at times. And I think there are some reasonable explanations to a lot of stuff that is so far whacked that there's just no way it can happen if people would just stop and slow up. But I I truly also believe that there's some genius people out there that can really spin stories and put put a web to it. I feel like it's always been a toss-up for me about alien abduction because on one hand, it's like, it seems very implausible to me that that Mm -hmm. could actually be happening. But it's always been very curious to me that so many people have these same shared experiences. But it's also... But that could be the perfect, that's the perfect setup story right Well, that's what I'm saying. It's the age of, you know, more and more technology. It's easier and easier to reach people and talk to people. And if one person hears a story about an abduction... Do they take elements of that as theirs because, you know, well, that's going to make it more believable if I had the same experience and this person did. Because think about it. There are very few abduction stories that are, like, super crazy off the wall. Mm -hmm. And the ones that are, we're like, yeah, that person's full of crap. But if you're talking to this person who, you know, got taken on the ship and had all these tests done, and it's like, oh, well, that could have really happened. But why? (laughs) Why do we believe it? It's the same, you know, it's the same premise no matter who's telling the story and what the details are. Or, but like you said, there could be so many similarities in this that it happens that the people looking in are are the the ones that are like, whatever, that's craziness. It's like the same thing with like Bigfoot. Remember the show that they had? Mm-hmm. The guy was like, I got to go buy a Bigfoot snowballs because he likes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he likes <laughs> Twinkies and snowballs. and. <laughs> well, didn't we have a lady yeah. in Michigan sleeping, having an affair with Bigfoot? Was it Michigan or Ohio so. or yeah. somewhere else? See, now she's crazy, but the guys that want to put, you know, urine-soaked ribs on a tree, they've probably got something there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, look, look, a legend... <laughs> Uh, a legend might just be like in in the sense that we've been talking like collecting here I have this purple bowl here I have this blue bowl you know what that purple bowl I think is gonna be a top seller well we're not gonna we're not gonna say anything we're just gonna let it push along and then whatever you can make anything collectible or believable that's it is demand so let's take a story or an idea and make that a demand. Fill in a blank in someone's head or fill in a thousand blanks in people's heads. So they understand, you know, oh, wow, you know what, you know, that's, that's super, that's great. Here we go. Everyone's catching on. Everyone's catching on. We're filling voids with, with, with story-driven, um, story-driven people just putting it out there. So... You can believe anything you want, 
And I don't necessarily know if it's a, a youthful thing that starts, you know, because we're so far into the, our, our age of this planet and our oral traditions and stories that have come down. It's not like we are at the beginning of us three sitting here at the beginning of this and we know where these stories started from or if we know they're fact or fiction. We have to go on what people said before. Ancestors, back, 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 back. So at this point of the game, it's going to be really hard to take apart the whole legend or the, the fact, you know, where is this all remaining, you know? So the legend of the white lady that comes down the staircase in haunted locations all throughout the world, we probably shouldn't believe in. She gets around a lot. Or the, the mysterious hitchhiker. Yeah, crossing the road. Yeah, picks you up, puts them in the back of your car, and then they disappear. Mm-hmm. It's probably not real. Is most energy white? Well, this is what I'm saying, though. You know, like we we were talking earlier that the legends haven't really touched the ghost hunting world, right? Right. But they have. If we look at the same type of phenomenon that happens across the board, every single you know place has a story about the same five kind of ghosts. When you think about it, you know, you always got a kid. <laughs> For some reason, there's always right. a kid somewhere, you know, who got killed, burned, you know. Oh, damn. Suffocated, you know, in a fire. There's always some tragic kid story, mm-hmm. no matter where you go. There's always, like, some lady who's, like, wandering around lost looking for something, right? It's like you think about all of these things. Like, are those really along the same lines, you know? Is it just something that one person thought that they saw one time, so then everybody else that came there said they saw the same thing? Or is it really, truly a phenomenon that's happening? And how do we prove it? And do we prove it? Or do we just want to keep the legends the way that they are because we like to think about the possibilities that they might be true? You know, yeah, that raises a lot of different questions. You look at some of the tribes and their legends and their beliefs. Puckwudgies. Puckwudgies, you know. Wendigos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... If you do wrong, I mean, that's more for, it's fear-driven. Do you realize how intelligent we just sounded when we could just be pulling random things like that? Yeah. Out of Sorry. That's okay. We could just be pulling puck wedgies out of our... I know. <laughs> Three-foot little <laughs> creatures, right? Yeah. But you, you look at some of these people who really tie this into their cultures. You know, we haven't touched on the whole culture thing yet. Mm-hmm. Like, in that sense, like, look, you're going to be raised and there's going to be generations of your kids raised that way. Don't do this because the Okawana god or whatever will come down and, and zap you and you're done. So you learn and you're fear driven, but it's somewhere that started a point and these people hold it close to their vest and it's a hand me down, hand me down, hand me down. Whether it's real or not, we don't know. Something could have happened, you know, like coincidences. You know? Yeah. Hey, just boom, I got hit in the head with a rock because I walked under uh, a ladder. So if the same legend shows up across many different kinds of cultures does that make it more real so if you think about mm-hmm. bigfoot for an example mm-hmm. you know and bigfoot you know most of the wooded areas have bigfoot if you're in the snowy lands yep. you have the yeti yep. you know if you're in the jungle you have a creature that's very similar to bigfoot ape man or whatever it is you know skunk ape or you know mm-hmm. so does that make it more real because all these different cultures around the world have the same story or does that make it less real? Yeah. Or could it just be that it spread? You know, the legend got so big in one area that it traveled. Because that's a it's, hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. To cross, like, cultural boundaries is a hard thing for a random story from like somebody to come out with. That's something that could happen with, like, the ghost stories you were talking about before with, like, the, the hitchhiker and the lady in white. You know, same kind of idea. Just town to town rather than... We got one, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be left out. <laughs> well, the lady in white, I mean, it's a good example, but it's also, it's one of those things you're going, uh, we've seen shadow people and we've seen ghosts, you know, in white or, or the energy. So, you know, where, I mean, is energy white? I mean, I'm going back to that question. Is energy white? Is that what we're perceiving it as? Or is it truly a lady in, you know, a white dress that just so happens to be getting hit everywhere or dying everywhere? Well, do you think that legends make it harder to be a paranormal researcher? 
you think it either like gives you a starting point so you have some place to go and look or do you think it, or it, it makes it seem like there's no point to what you do like i've always wondered that especially about like cryptology you know because you have like some people that are seriously into crypto that mm-hmm. really take it like to heart that really think these things exist and then you've got other people that are like yeah and unicorns are real too you know it's mm-hmm. like how how it i feel like it's really hard to build any kind of solid foundation on things when well, you can't tell if, you know, they're going to end up in a S- Snopes article at some point. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I know we're, we're, we're talking about how the legend works and we're, we're obviously including um, um, social media as a voice for all these different people. And we're, we get diluted with a bunch of crap at times. But if you take away your social media and go back to the time when you didn't have stuff and then you're in the eastern part of the country, I'm in the western, you're in the southern, and we happen to be in the, you know, we end up in the north, and we're doing the same research up there, and all of a sudden, the three of us have a similar story. With no internet, just like through handwriting and notes and recordings, I mean, that that would, I think that would, the value that would be, much greater i hear what you're saying but it's hard because you think about even like mothman there was newspaper articles you know granted it was the 50s and there wasn't you know a Mm -hmm. lot of there was no social media then you know there was hardly cameras or tvs around to the extent that they are today but there was still descriptions that people could have at that point been reading eyewitness descriptions yeah you know and they're all mostly the same. Mm-hmm. So it comes back to that same question again. Like, are people really truly seeing the same thing? Or are they being influenced by what they're reading and what they're hearing so that it becomes something that's not really real at all? Well, Mothman's real. Well, yeah, right. I mean, we can't use that as yeah, an example. Yeah, that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. The three of us are out and, okay, we see the Mothman. We see the same description, the three of us. So we can verify that amongst each other, right? We say, oh my God, you see that? It had the wings, it had this, and da, da, da. it was like a skeleton, like wings. And then we call the police and we go into town and the police hear it. And then we're like, okay, so they're like, super. Then we start to talk about our experience. Well, they said, you know, here comes the newspaper articles. Well, they said it was winged and had kind of like the skeletal thing and it's, you know. So now, because the three of us were together and it wasn't one person being crazy, Right. The three of us can say, no, it was real. And, of course, there's going to be the skepticals that are going to say, you know what, that's all crap. They're just trying to promote something or put their put their story in place. I know totally what you're saying. I just think it's really easy to influence other people to believe what you want them to believe. Well, there you go. Then that's where I was heading yep. because now we'll tell a small group of people because that was our experience who, who want to hear it. Again, who want to hear it, who want to believe. Right. Now you're now you're starting to expand that demographic to the well, people who want, and the story is growing. I think we should amount. do some research on this, and we're we're gonna go on a on a hunt, right? Mm-hmm. And I think we should come up with a story ahead of time about something that we've seen, and during the course of the night, I think we should make mention of it, and we should even try to like lead people, and let's see how many people we can get to. <laughs> say that they've seen it or heard it or felt it really? by the end of the night. So we saw this eight-foot-tall uh, Japanese woman wearing a straw hat hanging out in the basement. Right. Oh, and by the way, don't use the bathroom. But if you think about it, like, we're very easily influenced. Mm-hmm. And I'd be really curious to see if we totally made something up that, you know, wasn't related to any of the things that people typically hear about the location that we're going to go to. Like, let's forget all the normal stories. Let's totally make up something that we say we've seen, we've had interaction with. And throughout the course of the night, let's see how many people who've never been there before, right? Mm-hmm. We could get to believe in it. So outside of the five the listeners that we have, two of them being your parents. Right. Well, my um, parents aren't going to be there. They'll keep the secret. <laughs> <laughs> this episode won't go up until after we've been there. Again. Oh, that is true too. So, see, we're totally in the clear. Yeah, we're good. Till they backtrack us through, yeah. through media and stuff. But wouldn't that be interesting to see, mm-hmm. from a legend folklore standpoint, how easy it is to create something? It has to be really exists. believable, though. Yeah, but I mean, we could do something that would seem very believable, right? Because I think we're three credible people. 
Totally credible. <laughs> totally credible. So if we say that this is something we've experienced or we've seen, I think people would take that right off the bat as something that really truly happened. If they've never been on an investigation like that before, yeah, they'll be psyched up and. And then yeah, we should we have like a mock interview, like have someone interview us. And be like, did you see that? I really think yeah. I saw that over there. It looks short to me. Oh yeah. my God, I saw it too. You know? Yeah. Like, is that how legends really happen? Is that how they start? Let's do it. All right. <laughs> All these crazy ideas. I just want to see what we're going to create. That should be fun. It's going to be just as good as uh, Jojo or Coco or Popo or whatever we're going to call them. The man. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so Legends, yeah. you know, I know we took the darker side here, which is good. Which we usually do. Yeah, we don't want to hear about, you know, Will, um, Will Chamberlain or whatever and his legend of sleeping with 6,000 women or whatever it was. Or Paul Bunyan making the Grand Canyon. Yeah, snooze. He made, he made the Grand Canyon? Yeah. He carried a shovel behind him. That's bullshit. That's what, what made the Grand mean? Canyon. So we got history wrong? Yeah. Oh. I thought it was like ice and stuff. No. Paul Bunyan. How long did it take him? Well, he's big dude. Just walked through. He just walked through it. Oh, him and Jolly Green Giant? Him and his, no. His blue bull. His blue bull. Babe. Really? Yeah. Wow. I got to teach my kids this because they got history wrong now. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> well, their history books probably aren't right really anyway, so it's not going to matter. They're going to teach their kids, no, Paul Bunyan made the Grand Canyon. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, there are people that think, you know, that there was no such thing as dinosaurs. It was evil can evil. (laughs) I mean, you know, if you really want to get technical about it. Uh, Do we want to play a game to finish the episode? Yes, let's play a game. All right. So when this was more like a folklore legends episode, I did some research to find some of the strangest real folklore creatures out there. Nice. Like ones that people believe in for real. Mm -hmm. And some of them are so crazy, I thought, you know, it'd be kind of funny if uh, I could make a list of them and then find a list of Harry Potter creatures and see if you guys could figure out which ones uh, are real and which one's a Harry Potter creature. Okay. Oh, I'm getting my ass kicked. (laughs) (laughs) I solemnly swear I'm up to no good. Yeah, I don't know if you got... This isn't going to be fair for you, Jeff, but... uh, (laughs) I'll help you. I'll help you. Oh. Okay, so... We'll be a team. Weasley is our king. Go ahead. A tickling. It's a demonic anthropomorphic horse that annoys people. Wearing your shirt inside out will deter it. Is it a real creature or a Harry Potter creature? I'm going with real creature. Okay. Jeff? You, do you care to weigh in? Uh, I'm going to go a real creature also. Rock. It is a real creature from the Yay! Philippines. <laughs> Yay. From the Philippines? From the Philippines. They have shirts down there? What is it called again? A tingling? A tickling? Tickling. Tickling. T-I-K. I need a little tickling tonight. A-L-A-N-G. I feel like I would want a little mini horse that oh. causes mischief. Tickling. Okay. Yes. Um, okay, here's the next one. The Rat King. It's a bunch of rats stuck together. Is it real? Or a Harry Potter creature? Uh, that's creepy. A bunch of rats together? Yeah, yeah. what do you think, Jeff? Uh, uh, I'm going to go with Harry Potter. I'm going to go with a real creature. It is a real creature from Europe <laughs> that uh, originated back in the 1500s during the Black Plague. And that's when uh, the Pied Piper so, led them down their brick road? There were so many rats that their tails would get stuck together, and that's kind of how it was real. It was a giant rat pile. Oh, did you ever see videos of rats going through buildings where they're all mm-hmm. stampeding through, and there's like they just pile up on top of each yeah, other? and they're that's like, what this looks like. That's how you get a rat king. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looks okay. like a big blob of awesome. rats. Mm-hmm. So uh, next we have uh, Doxy, which is a small fairy-like creature. That will bite you and is lizard-like in appearance. That's definitely Harry Potter. That is Harry Potter. That is Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I, got, I figured I had a 50-50 shot. I'm trying to guess how you would put these questions out. But. Yeah, Doxies I'm, are nasty yeah. little buggers. Yeah. <laughs> are they like fairies? You knew that without hesitation. I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Lockhart helped mm-hmm. me with the Doxies. Yeah. <laughs> This is great. Sorry. No. My my fangirl is coming out a little. Uh, I can't really help it. So <laughs> next up, we have a, a bow truckle. 
which is uh, it eats insects, it lives in the trees, and it is camouflaged in wood, so it's hard to spot. That's real. I'm going to go with real. Incorrect. That is a Harry Potter creature. What? How have I not heard of this one Come before? On. Yeah, bow truckle. Come on. Yeah. Did you fall asleep during that part? Well, that might have been so... Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, which I'm not as up on, but... You'd be ashamed of yourself, I, I know. guess. Did you know that, Rob, right off the bat? I didn't know any of these. No, I just found So it. I got one wrong. Oh, okay. I just thought okay. it would be, you know, good to compare them because when you find okay. uh, real creatures, you know, like the, um, the, the tickling... That was real. I was like, that sounds like something from Harry Potter. So that's where I got the idea from it. So uh, next up, we have the Neasel. It's a crack. crack. It's a cat-like creature with a lion-like tail. I'm going to go with real. I'm going to go with Potter. It's Potter. (laughs) (laughs) How did I know? The Neasel. What does it do, though? It just runs around. Yeah, basically. <laughs> well, that, that threw me it's off. Half cat what is it with a lion's tail, you know. Yeah, but the lion's tail, that would have thrown me off as like, okay, I could see there, there being like something somewhere with that type of, mm-hmm. you know, body structure. Yeah, it did seem plausible. Yeah, God, I you, suck. You never know. I mean, yeah, some of these. It's all right, I'll get you some books. You can do some research. I have all the movies at home. Books are better. All right, so <laughs> next up we have the Kelpie, which is a demon horse that will drown you. This is Potter. Well, I don't want to get too far out of the losing column, so I'm going to go with Potter, too. It's real. What? Oh my it's God. also in Potter. Is it? Yes. Oh, I was just going to say, I'm not following you anymore. I got a 50-50 chance of getting it right. Are we having a coach's challenge here? Oh, I think we might. Disputing this? I think we might. It originates in Scotland is what I've yes. discovered here. That is. Oh, sweet. It, is this for real? This is a challenge. I'm looking it up right now. I'm throwing Kelpie and Harry Potter. It comes really? right up. Kelpie real? Yep. During the 1992 to 1993 school year, Harry Potter's second year, Gilroy Lockhart gave Rubus Hagrid unsolicited advice about getting Kelpies. I told you. Kelp? I told you. But what about, like, there's got to be some sort of real. Yeah, where did you, you guys, yeah, you went with that there's answer is real. a picture of it. Hmm. It's a seahorse. Half horse, half not horse. Um, yeah. It's a real, it's it's based in real origin, it looks like as well. So that, that was a trick one. It tricked all of us. It didn't trick me. <laughs> Nor did Google. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it tricked me too, because I guess it's based on a real it thing. Is, but... It is, it uh, is folk belief. It's, I have its we get partial idea. credit. Wikipedia page up here about, right now about its mythology. and uh, Yeah. Yeah, so there we go. We get partial credit for that. Yeah. We all fail on that one. J.K. Rowling didn't make up every single character. I guess not. So she, Yeah, she borrowed. Um, the next one we have is the Wolpertinger. It has a rabbit body with feathered wings, horns, fangs, and bird feet. They, uh, they love young, beautiful women. I'm going to say that that's real. I'm going with real, except for the young, beautiful woman. Uh, well, it's all real. It's originated in Bavaria. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Bavaria is, other than Bavarian cream donut. I was just going to say. That's the only thing I know. <laughs> Which is pretty good. They're known for their donuts and Wolpertingers. <laughs> Wolpertingers. I just love their names. It's like, who thought of that? It, it sounds like their version of like a flying puck wedgie. It's mm-hmm. like how my husband says that there's real things as, as squabbits. Squabbits? Yeah, half squirrel, half rabbits. Squabbits. Somewhere. Yeah. It's a Harry Potter creature. All right, lay on the next one. Okay, so the next one we have is the Demiguys, which is a orangutan-like creature that can turn invisible. I'm going to say that's real. Harry Potter. It's Harry Potter. Oh my ding, ding, god! Ding, 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 ding. That was a lucky guess. It was. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was a good guess. All right, what do we got left here? We got a few more, a couple more, two more. Two okay. More, two more rounds. Yay. Okay. So we have the Merle Trap. The Merle Lap. Merle Lap. It's an ugly, hairless creature that resembles a large rat. It has fleshy spines on its back. 
And even though it's like a rodent, it hangs out in the water. I'm going to say that that's real. Yeah, I'm I'm leaning towards one of those creatures that's kind of like not that well known, but it's real. It is a Harry Potter creature. <laughs> Again, Allison always boasts about her Harry Potter, and she's getting eaten alive. I've only gotten two wrong. I'm not keeping track. Me neither. Last one. Okay, yeah, this is for all the donuts. Yeah. All the Bavarian cream donuts. <laughs> all the Bavarian cream so, donuts. So and anyone that's still left listening to the show? Yeah. Okay. I think we lost everyone. Okay, so this is the Kushtaka. It's a humanoid otter creature. Is it Japanese? Uh, I think we have to get to whether it's real or not first. Could I have the origin, please? It's the Kushtaka. It's a humanoid otter creature. Can you use it in a sentence? That can be warded off. With dogs or urine. Can you use it in a sentence, please? I don't think that J.K. Rawlings would have written about a character that could be warded off with urine, so I'm going to go with real. Yeah, I might go with real just because the whole urine thing is kind of sketchy and it's... is Yeah. The correct answer is... Real. <laughs> oh, yay! All yes. Right. It originated in Alaska, not Japan. What? Alaska? Say the name again. The Kushtaka. Maybe it sounds Russian. Maybe. Maybe it's the moderator and his pronunciation. That is probably exactly what it is. You should have had, like, Webster Dictionary open and hit the button sound. Like, how do you pronounce Kushtaka? Well, that was very interesting, Rob. Mm-hmm. Thanks for making that quiz for us. It was uh, a lot of fun. I feel like I've learned a lot. Quiz a diddle do. Time well spent at work. Yes, well, that's good. <laughs> so is Harry Potter, Harry Potter a legend, or is it real? No, it's definitely not real. He wrote it. It's a fictional story. I mean, Harry Potter's a legend, right? He's a legend. A legend in a his literary, own right. He's a literary legend. legend. Yep. Okay. Yep. See, if you, like, put that, you know... Descriptive in front of legend, you can have lots of different kinds of legends. Yeah, you know, living legend, sports legend, um, literary legend, ghost legend. Oh yeah, he's literally a literal legend. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting punching. Can you tell? Yeah, we're getting punching. Literally a literary legend. We're a literary. I'm illiterate. I am no longer getting smarter from this show. Oh, goodness. So if people want to find us. Why would they want to? I don't know. They want to talk more about Harry Potter creatures Mm. or legends or they want to tell us not to do any more shows. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Where can they reach us? At Parababble on everything. Gmail, Twitter. Uh, We have an email address, too, called ParababblePodcast at Mm -hmm. gmail.com. I should probably check it sometime. Yeah, you probably should do that, Rob. Do you, yeah. you know, I don't even think you have the time to go through all those emails. It's hard. You know, we might need we have like to hire an assistant, right? Or uh, maybe some elves. Yeah, to puck wedgies. Can we hire a puck wedgie? <laughs> yeah, just to delete <laughs> your. Just, you gotta have. Well, they gotta come. In, you know, Are you looking for window one. siding? And um, <laughs> <laughs> you want to work from home for fifteen hundred dollars a week? There's lots of those, I'm sure. Puck wedgie. Mm-hmm. We'll fall for that. All right. Well, this is Allison and. Um, Alex Trebek. And, um, I don't know. Signing off. Later, people. Go be a legend. Or don't.